Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today we have Poet Talk with Braca Getz. You don't want to miss this. See you soon. I want to welcome you all so much to Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast and YouTube show. We have Braca Getz here today. She's a Harvard-educated author of 39 books that help children's souls shine and a candid memoir for adults. You can meet all of her books on her Amazon author page. Welcome, Braca. How are you doing today? Wonderful. So happy to be here. Thank you, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I understand um, you've been doing this for a number of years, right? Yes. Like, at least a couple, huh? All right. <laughs> and now, did you go straight from Harvard to writing books, or what's your story? Oh, I went to medical school. After I graduated from Harvard, I went to medical school for one year. And in between my first and second year of medical school, I had a six-week break. I went to Israel for the summer, and I didn't come back. So oh. my last... Yes, I went I had a major change in my life and um, <laughs> I took a spiritual path, which was really where I was headed. I was studying to be a psychiatrist and I was searching for the purpose to life. So I found it that summer in Israel and I ended up not returning. I took a year's leave of absence and then I didn't go back and my whole life took a different course. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is that when you started writing yeah well I was always writing as a child I was writing and mm -hmm. of course I just wrote poetry I don't know why I was always writing in rhyme as a child mm -hmm. I remember I think they read like a poem of mine at like some parent-teacher conference they had and it was about how books, if you read a book, it can take you any place. So that's, I think that's how I was headed, even when I was in elementary school. That's how I felt about books. And, and children's books have remained my favorite kind of writing, really because to me, they're like writing poetry, children's <laughs> books. So, so that's, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, getting real excited every time I could get a Dr. Seuss book in my hands. Um, he had a lot of unique ways of saying things and invented his own characters and words in such a way that, you know, it really helped you develop a love for rhyme and reading and it was a lot of fun. Exactly. Dr. Seuss is my mentor. That's right. I love Dr. Seuss books. I still do. <laughs> Yeah, yes, me too. <laughs> so um, you have a uh, actually a book that you shared with me called I Want to Be Famous. I'm going to uh, yeah, share yeah. my screen and show that. Okay. Let's see here. There we go. There it is. I Want to Be Famous. So I finished this book. I actually read it a couple times. And I just thought it was adorable. I, I loved it. Um, so true to um, how, you know, there's so much of this nowadays of people wanting to be famous. I want to be famous or, or you want your child to be famous. And, and you know, it it's, can be okay, I guess, for a little, you know, while. But Seymour finds out different. 
Exactly. In you search for the outer spotlight and you find out there's a spotlight within. If you could get that shining, then every day you will just, you'll feel famous every day. You'll feel mm -hmm. the joy that you're searching for. Anyway, if you get that inner spotlight lit up instead of searching for the spotlight from outside, it's, it's, that's really, that's what the book is all about. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And well, he becomes it, yeah, famous. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He becomes famous in a way that like anybody could today. Someone mm -hmm. walking by takes a YouTube video and he becomes <laughs> famous overnight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. I just, yeah, it's really a, a great story and does a wonderful moral to the story. <laughs> I really love it. Are a lot of your books like that? Do they have like a little life story? Um, exactly. You see, because... Like I took a spiritual course in life. That's what my whole life is about. Helping people recognize that we're spiritual beings housed in physical bodies. So mm -hmm. how do you make the most of your life? We have to nourish our spiritual beings as well as our physical bodies. We have to nourish our spiritual beings. So that's what... All my books are about helping souls to shine. Every, mm -hmm. every one of my book in a different way. That's what they're about. Yeah. You have a lot of positive energy about you. How do you help your soul to shine, your spirit to shine? Thank you so much. Um, it's That was the recognition that I got this that summer of how to help my soul to shine. Basically, you know, I try to eat things that have are the most natural, that have the vitality of the mm -hmm. natural world in them. The, the less processed, the better, because then they have the natural vitality that we need. And right. then I, I love to, I also think that our bodies were meant to move. So I love movement mm -hmm. and dance and yoga. And I do all these things and also spending time in nature. I, mm -hmm. I mean, these are all things that nourish our souls. Mm -hmm. Plus, of course, as you know, giving to other people. I think that what you're doing mm -hmm. now is such a way to give to people, to, um, you know, bring poetry out into the world, to share it more. This mm -hmm. uplifts souls. So mm -hmm. all of these things are ways besides, um, you know, uh, getting spiritual nourishment from learning the wisdom about life. What are we all right. here for? All of these things, they nourish our soul. And when our soul is nourished, we're filled with joy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I have to agree with you there, 100%. <laughs> you know, and I find that as a writer, I, I have to have that balance as well. You, know, you have to eat properly. You have to get exercise and do all of these things. It's not, you know, you can't, well, I can't anyway, just sit and write. I have to balance it out. Exactly, know. exactly. We're made for that. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here. We have bodies that can move, and we got to move them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, and you did write another book um, that we're going to talk about called "Searching for God." And actually, I think I'm going "Searching for God in the Garbage," and I'm going to share that on the screen as well. Be just one second here. And it's a little bit different um, than your kids' book. Can you tell us a little bit about this one? 
right? It's the only book I've written for adults. You know, there were like, I think 38, 39 books for children mm-hmm. and one book for adults. And because I didn't really write this book, I mean, the book kind of wrote itself. It's a compilation of my diaries, letters, journals kept through the years and my poetry, my poetry. It's all these things. And it's from age 12 to 32, showing the process of like I had, well, I had food addictions and it shows how I recovered from the food addictions by nourishing my hungry soul. So that's what it's about. And that's what I'm sharing. And it's also the process how I became an Orthodox Jew because I I was born Jewish, but I didn't know about the depths of my heritage until I got to Israel. So it's really, it's a whole process. It's like a case study how a person could heal from food addictions by nourishing their soul. So that's, this book is unusual that way. And the title is unusual, Searching for God in the Garbage. Um, I had to look through a lot of garbage in order to mm-hmm. really find what I was looking for because now right. you know, that's what happens. And also I wanna say that people nowadays too, besides nourishing our souls, we have a lot of garbage piled on top. A lot of people have a lot of garbage piled on top, whether it's from abuse or neglect, whatever they've been through. If it's been, if if they've been through that as a child, then that that also has to be remo- removed. And sometimes therapeutic intervention is necessary in order to remove all that garbage so that a soul can shine. Sometimes the nourishment is not enough, and mm-hmm. a person also needs therapeutic intervention. So you need both. You need right. to nourish the soul and remove the obstacles, the, the the blockages so that every person can shine the way they are able to, 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 to be their full potential of themselves. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Now, would you like to share one of your poems from this book? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much. So here we go. Okay. Um, well, this one, this one is about um, the food addictions. Okay, this is called One More Potato Chip. Okay. One more potato chip, one more potato chip. After this, no more will pass between my lips. I've got to have it. Can't live without it. I will take only one more unnoticeable bit. I'd like a thin slice, please. Another small slice, please. After this, I surely will feel all at ease. I really need it now. I deeply need it now. One more scoop and I'll be contented as a cow. I'll take one tiny bite. Okay, just one more bite. Is there a cure for my insatiable appetite? Why can't I stop myself from taking more and more and more and more? help. I'm trapped inside this body. I'm a prisoner of war. One chocolate chip cookie, two chocolate chip cookies. I can finish up the box if no one is looking. I've got this hunger. It's such a hunger. But when the piece of cake is gone, it's even stronger. While gobbling up the food, while gobbling up the food, why I am in just the most delightful mood. But when it's over, oh, when it's over, 
The emptiness I tried to bury is uncovered. When will I give in and realize my body is out of control? It's not my stomach that is hungry. What is starving is my soul. So that's about recognizing that um, when a person is binge eating like that or or doing the opposite, I, I would fluctuate between like anorexic behaviors, starving myself with crazy diets or mm -hmm. binge eating because I was so hungry. And it's like a desperate search for that food and desperately because it's never enough. Why? Mm -hmm. What I've come to is what a person experiences when they're eating is pleasure because it's meant to be pleasurable. Like mm -hmm. it could have been that we just had a pill a tasteless pill that we take every day to survive. But no, food was meant to be pleasurable. And not only that, it a, a pleasurable taste, a pleasurable aroma. And, um, and it's beautiful to look at too. It becomes mm -hmm. ripe like this. When it's ripe, it becomes a bright, beautiful, attractive color. So food was meant to be pleasurable, but we misuse it. We get we get stuck there when we want the pleasure to last. Mm -hmm. We keep overeating instead of recognizing that there's abundance of other pleasures in this world that can also fill our soul. So when we recognize that we have many more options, that's empowering. And mm -hmm. that's how we can overcome addictions by, by filling our lives with more joy, not by restricting ourselves, by bringing other joys into our lives. So mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I found. And that's what helped me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's what I'm enjoying that. sharing. Thank I appreciate you. you're opening up about that. I, I myself have been in, in treatment for food addiction, so I can relate to what you're talking about. And, yes. Uh, yeah. It's something that we the food was given to us in order to give us pleasure, actually, which people don't realize is that it was given really to uplift our souls. When we're in a pleasurable state, it uplifts our souls, but we get we get stuck on just the physicality of it. And then we focus on that and just keep overeating when really the purpose of the food being delicious was to uplift us, give us joy in life. And so when we recognize there's so many other joys too that we can do, and that also leads us to eating in a more healthful way. When we mm -hmm. wanna eat the food that is nutritious and delicious as well, not the processed glop from the factory that really doesn't help us, you know? So so the, right. more, we, we, the more we eat this nutritious stuff, the more it uplifts our soul and we, we can recognize the source of all this goodness in our lives. Right, exactly. Do you have another poem for us from the yes. book? Yes, I love to share. Okay, so, um, oh, this, one, this is what I'll share. This is called Wonder Girl. So you have to understand, so I was brought up, you know, um, in the women's lib times and, um, mm -hmm. And to be a very a, a career person, and it was a this is a, a struggle. This is called Wonder Girl. My whole life, I've been waiting for applause, neon lights, 
autographs, Nobel Prize. This this relates to the I want to be famous book, right? <laughs> when it comes, I lack coy and surprised. Secretly, I've waited, always wanting to believe that the applause would never stop after I'd achieved. Secretly, I've waited, always wanting to believe what an elusive tapestry a mixed up mind can weave. I worked hard so that I could reach the top, a Harvard grad with A's on every test. I worked hard so that I could reach the top. The world would know, it would show I was best. So why did it always happen I could not convince myself? Awards just made a hollow sound when placed upon the shelf. And why did it always happen that the praises stopped so fast? Isn't there a goal to reach where my glory will last? Then one day I got tired of this game. Wonder girl, though you've won, what's it worth? Then one day I got tired of this game, craving more. Is it found here on earth? Well, it has not been easy putting old wishes aside. While washing piles of dishes, my hands burn with swallowed pride. No, it has not been easy putting old wishes aside. Though I have young children now, the old dreams never died. This afternoon, it was raining very hard. My little ones were getting bored, nowhere to go. This afternoon, it was raining very hard. I decided to put on a puppet show. Lining up their kitty chairs, they sat there in a row. I peeked out at them a moment and their faces were aglow. Lining up their kitty chairs, they sat there in a row. Their eyes were full of wonder as they watched my puppet show. My whole life, I've been waiting for applause. Well, it came, and it's true, it was great. My whole life, I waited for this applause. Their little hands clapping for joy were worth the wait. And suddenly I realized that here within these walls, I did something much greater than in all the lecture halls. Suddenly I realized this glory does not leave. Strand by strand, elusive tapestries are starting to unweave. Yeah. Wow, that's lovely. Lovely. I really, you know, it's, it's really right in front of us. You know, life is there to be lived right in front of us, and the accolades are in our daily lives. Yeah, I really like that message. Exactly. The joy is right there in the simple things in life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, you know, I learned a long time ago that if I also, if I wanted to be nurtured or recognized, sometimes I have to just do those things for myself. You know, if it means to go my, buy myself a bouquet of flowers or something like that. Um, I still do that to this day. I see flowers beautiful. I like, I get them. You know? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Taking a shower, the joy of taking a shower. Amazing. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. is so, it's like water. It's, it's incredible. If we, yeah. if we enjoy these simple pleasures, mm -hmm. we'll be happy. I mean, we'll yeah. just have joyful lives. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Now you had another poem, I believe it was called Today. Would yeah. you like to read that for us? Yes, exactly. Okay. Today I did nothing but wipe my child's nose, hold her head as she threw up, then changed all her clothes. When she was feeling better, I fixed her a good meal. Today I got nothing done, just something real. So, you know, it was a real struggle for me as a young mother, spending my days doing things like that, you know, but it just really, it, it enriched me as a person. It made me into a better human being. It was a struggle and it, 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 it built up my character traits, I can say, you know, in, in helping me become more of a giver, not thinking of myself only, thinking of other human beings. It, it changed me and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. Yes. Absolutely. And on the, yeah. on the converse of that, of, uh, of a friend who asked to work, you know, full time and she's, her kids are grown, but um, she wants to go out and help people, you know, in the community and, you know, like the food kitchen and stuff, but she has to work, but she's, you know, works in a position that actually by her working, she helps other people to be able to work and provide for their families. And, you know, I explained to her that that was important, you know, um, that just because you can't go stand in the soup line, there are other people who will do help to do that. But what you're doing is you're putting food on people's tables too by providing for, you know, the employer to be able to, to help their employees. So it all has a purpose, you know. Beautiful. Everybody does what lights up their soul, you know, and, and, and it helps other people like you're doing. I mean, I see in your life you have done so much for other people and, and you are continuing to do that. Yes. Well, exactly. I just like to help poets get out there. I believe that poetry has so much power that we don't even begin to touch how much power poetry has. I'm hoping that our, our poet that spoke for the inauguration will make a difference with that. You know, I know when Maya Angelou spoke, um, you know, years ago, I, you know, how much that touched the nation. So we yes. can hope. We need yes. that hope. I think it's already made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Her enthusiasm. I mean, she, yes, she was really awesome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I have, I have a wonderful poem about poetry. Should, could, should I read it? I didn't write Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's just amazing. It, you, you probably know this. I think it's an amazing poem. It's called How to Eat a Poem by Eve Miriam. It's, it sounds it's, familiar. Yeah. Don't be polite. Bite in. Pick it up with your fingers and lick the juice that may run down your chin. It is ready and ripe now, whenever you are. You do not need a knife or fork or spoon or plate or napkin or tablecloth, for there is no core no, or stem or rind or pit or seed or skin to throw away. It's that's all there is. It's just a poem. It's right there. You just bite into it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about poetry. I, 
I don't write long books except for my memoir because I'm not into long things. I like just get to the point and say it in the most concise way possible. Mm -hmm. That's the art of poetry. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about it. Yes. Yes, I am very much of a stickler on concise poems. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just such a joy. And we get to express, get the message right out there in the poem, you know? Absolutely. The, the poem is the core. And it is a seed. In my opinion, it's a seed. Mm -hmm. It's a seed that you plant. It's so small. And it gets planted. It becomes a tree. It just goes on. The vibrations just keep going. So that's how mm -hmm. I see it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Was well, there anything that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share? Um, let's see. Um, I'll, I think I'll share one more poem if that's okay. Could I share one more That'd little be fine. poem? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Absolutely. And this is a poem also about, about my struggle in appreciating motherhood. The most valuable work gets the lowest pay in this topsy-turvy world today. Receiving next to nothing for all you do, someday all will wish they were as rich as you. If, if a person puts all they can into, into being a mother or a teacher, putting what, all that they can into a child, and that's why I love to write children's mm -hmm. books too, because, because children, you are making an engraving on their soul. You know, they, they are open to it. And I feel if I can instill spiritual concepts in young children, they will have this outlook and they will have this positive outlook and, and the skills to achieve happiness throughout their lives. So I feel it's really important to, to be able to write spiritual books for young children. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you're making an engraving on the soul. I like that yeah. a lot. Yes. Uh, that one will stick with me. <laughs> well, you're a poet. I would <laughs> I would like to ask you a question. How yeah. did you think how did you think of doing this? I mean, this is just such a beautiful idea, making a podcast well, for poets. It's I noticed there weren't too many out there. I mean, there are some out there, but there weren't too many. And um I feel like Poetry needs to be expressed in all different avenues. And I've been thinking about a podcast for quite some time, but I just, I was shy about doing, I wasn't too sure, you know, if I could do it. I had a lot of self-doubt. And then one day I just said, I'm going to do it. And I just did it and just been doing it ever since. And my, you know, if you go back and listen to the very first ones, yeah, you could see a lot more flubs, but, you know, actually, since I'm now switching over to the YouTube, um, I'm not having to do all this editing and stuff. So it's actually more natural. Wonderful. So I decided that if we have mistakes, we have mistakes. That's life. That's exactly right. And it gives people confidence. They can make mm -hmm. mistakes. No big deal. It, absolutely. Beautiful. That is so... How is, who's is it that said, the world is messy, make mistakes? That's... um. You know, the famous teacher. <laughs> oh, the magic school bus teacher. That's oh. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I know. That's what people are, I'm, I'm scared to podcast. I'm just do it. Just yeah, jump in yeah. and do it. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for doing this. And I well, hope that you. 
I, I'm so happy that we got to connect. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, yeah, anything I share that, that um, however it reverberates in your life and, and you have definitely reverberated in my life. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. I look forward to your next book. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Lisa. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. If you would like to be a guest, please send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye.